0: To the Horror Sanctum podcast, I'm Jay with Jaren, Kellen, and TJ. You're like, but Jay, who's Jaren? Jaren's my pal. uh, I used to work with that wanted to come on the show, and we wanted him on the show. Uh, So, Jaren, welcome. Thanks for having me. Thank you. Absolutely. Uh, Jaren is a big horror buff like myself. Uh, One of the many things we would always talk about when he worked in my office. Um, So we're uh, pleased to have him on the show. And today. Uh, With Jaren, we're going to talk about one of probably the most, I guess, top five talked about movies of last year. Um, Right up there with Terrifier 2, which would be Barbarian, uh, directed by Zach Kreger. So uh, Barbarian revolves around a young woman who discovers the rental house she booked is already occupied by a stranger. Uh, Against her better judgment, she decides to spend the night but soon discovers there's still a lot more to fear than just an unexpected house guest, spooky. Uh, This episode will have spoilers. Uh, This movie is streaming on HBO Max. So if you haven't seen it yet, put a pin in us, go watch it, come back and listen. Uh, We're okay with that. Um, For everybody else, go grab you a bottle of milk and join us as we descend (laughs) the stairs into this creepy ass (laughs) Airbnb. Uh, so I think for today, let's start off with Kellen.
1: because uh, <laughs> he um, loves starting off yeah, my favorite thing in the whole wide world. Um, I really enjoyed this movie. Um, it does. It does something so well that that a lot of horror films don't anymore. You know, a lot of the horror films today are predictable or the twist isn't really doesn't really grab you um this movie is so good at misdirection even when you know you think you know what's gonna happen next it goes in a different direction and it's so weird and unique in it in and of itself the the monster the mother is such a unique villain and she's not even the main villain (laughs) i mean she's technically the main villain but you know the um the main villain is, is Frank. Obviously he, he created all of this. He's, you know, the psychopath that created the psychopath. Um,
2: literally obviously.
1: Yeah, obviously, exactly. Obviously the mother is the main, is the monster that, that we focus on in this film. But the backstory that goes on as well is is, is so creepy and over the top. <laughs> like when you like looking at the kill count, like it's like 140 people that, Frank's responsible for you know? <laughs> when, you know, sitting in his little in his little cave bedroom with all the tapes of all of the people, children and, and women that he's recorded murdering. Um, so, so many creepy visuals in this movie, but the the very first 10, 15 minutes of this film are such a curveball. You have, you know, uh, Bill Skarsgård, who. In and of himself is a creepy looking dude, not not trying to discourage anything about him. But I mean, he played it the clown so well because he has that face that just, you know, sends shivers up your spine. And so then when you see that he's the person in the house already, you know, my instant thought was, okay, well, this isn't the main girl. (laughs) This is going to this is going to show us the depravity before we get to the actual film it's going to show that you know there's something obviously going on and they build up on that with the the camera room down in the basement and you know that's a misdirection as well it has nothing to do with the majority of what ends up happening in the film um but you see him down in the the tunnels or whatever and you feel like okay he's he's bringing her down there he's he's going to and then he's gone uh, I talked to Jay before it, and the only movie I can think of that was so good at taking a big name and throwing it away for the sake of the film was The Hunt, which kind of has the same thing. You've got these big name celebrities, and they're wiped out almost instantly. And it was the same with him. Like you're looking at him, like this is the guy. This is you know we're going to see what kind of you know creepy pervert murderer this guy is, and then we'll go into. I, I was thinking of like Death Proof. You know, you have the scene with Kurt Russell where he kills the cast and then there's a whole new cast that comes in that actually carries the film. So I, I had that feeling as well as, you know, this is where I think we're going, but that has nothing to do with it. It actually goes in a completely different direction. Then insert Justin Long, who is in and of himself a monster mm-hmm. in this film. Mm-hmm. Just a terrible human being uh, uh, all the way till the end. <laughs> He's just... Even yep. when it feels like he's having his, um, you know, personal spiritual awakening, you know, realizing that, you know, all of the evil that he's done up until then being, you know, a high powered celebrity, you know, taking advantage of people that maybe he's nope, still throws that away and becomes the monster that he is. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and I mentioned this before, I don't know what happened in Justin Long, Long's life that made him decide to pick roles where he gets shit on so bad. <laughs> as being just a terrible human being. Like, I don't know why he typically picks those kind of roles where he just gets to be literally crapped on.
0: <laughs>
1: he's he, he, he's so good. He the himself?
0: preview the, the trailer twice because you see the barbarian trailer and then later on, you see it on YouTube, it's like Justin Long's new movie. I'm like, oh, what's this? I'm gonna check it out. <laughs> and then it's the same damn thing, but it's just from when he comes into the movie. Like that yeah. was brilliant marketing. Like they they nailed that on the head for sure.
1: Yeah, it's it's and and he's such a he's such a a unarming person. You know, you look at him and you don't, don't think anything evil. He's he, he he's almost like the the goofy best friend to the main actor but he's a great actor in his own right. So, you know, he, uh, it was a great movie for him to be in. Um there's so many scenes that stick out in your head. I mean, it's almost it, it it's almost like Terrifier in the bedroom scene or Terrifier 2 the bedroom scene but just not as as visceral. Like it's more insinuation. And I mean, other than the milking scene. That was really that was a little much and then uh, you know, yeah. just you long, turn, turn that part. Just, no just not mean, at all no, no, no. Okay. That, was, that was just you um but yeah this movie does such a good job of getting under your skin without really giving you too much so i was i was pleasantly surprised i didn't know where it was going to go but you know for an hour and 42 minute film it, it keeps you glued to the screen the entire hour and 42 minutes it it, it it starts great the middle part even you know as drawn out as you know the dialogue is justin long going to this house to try to escape You know his current situation it just it doesn't feel like that long it doesn't feel like an hour and 42 minutes and i think it was a perfect runtime for everything that happened in that film i think it was it was well done the way that they built the story um showing the you know the past and then bringing that into what was currently happening um the monster is super creepy you know it's it's a very memorable you know entity whatever you want to call it um so yeah i really enjoyed this film it was actually jay that suggested that i watch this and it was at a time where i was i didn't really have anything else i was watching so i literally he texted me and five minutes later i was starting it <laughs> so within two hours of him texting me i had already watched it texted back and all like, that was fantastic so yeah really enjoyed it yeah thanks so TJ? this
2: so this wasn't your first time watching it then
1: no, that was my first time when when I've only I've only seen it once, but, but it's one of those movies that just sticks okay. sticks with you because of all the visuals, because of because of the way it's shot, the yeah. the tension that it builds, it does such a good job of building throughout That's the nice. entire film. So I I should. I definitely will. I definitely want to see it again just to just to um, you know bleach my eyes.
0: it's almost like Uh, yeah it's almost like two films because it's an hour 42 and like literally at that 42 minute mark is when justin hong comes in so it's like Mm -hmm. the movie and then the sequel you're like what happened to him in the basement i don't know and and that's
2: one of the hardest tone shifts ever in a film ever too from from what you just see right before then with with head just getting smashed into oblivion by just the faint you know naked mother creature thing that you only get a sense of what even is but it's not at all what you thought was in that basement yep.
1: well and they do it like i said they do such a good job of of making left turns everywhere even the scene i mean they're in a rundown part of town this one house is nice looking and you know the black gentleman comes running up telling her to get away and obviously your first thought's going to be you know i need to get in the house when the whole time he's trying to protect her because he knows what's there you know you that even that you're like okay there's something else going on here <laughs> there's there's something yeah, more it just
3: it bothered me that she did not like at some point driving through the neighborhood did she not know notice those dilapidated <laughs> homes right
1: so well, it starts at this? night she drives through at night so she I doesn't see it but that's why obviously, her obviously
3: that. that was a mistake she shouldn't have gone back <laughs> no you, that's why you I give so much of the benefit of the doubt in the beginning, for 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 a lot of these characters in these movies, but I was like, "Damn, girl, how deep in this neighborhood did you drive before you did not see any of this shit yeah. and suspect that <laughs> there's someone, no street like lights, dude, nothing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's really somewhere you want to stay. You feel like this is a good choice because I thought she was about <laughs> to open up a can of whoop ass at some point. Like she had to know some kind of martial arts i feel so comfortable
0: <laughs> right you know and when i bought this place the, the real estate agent was like you have to drive through at night like you don't get a good sense of a neighborhood unless you drive through it at night she, right she was not told that so
3: right well let's well, so, look well she learned <laughs>
2: <That's horrible.
3: laughs> she, did. <laughs> she did she fucked around and found out <laughs> yeah, yeah. so
1: what did you think of the movie jaren
3: I thought it was good. I thought it was a really good movie. I was very, I was highly entertained. Um, I feel like uh, you know, there's, it's really hard to, to impress me with with horror movies these days. And this was, this was, this was good. It was fresh. I I enjoyed it. Um, I'm a little weary about like being trapped in the home that that premise um, because I never really know where the movie's gonna go and where it's going to take me because it's been done so many times. Um, I like what they did. Like, there was just – it was, like you said, there were so many unexpected things. Like, I mean, Bill, Bill Skarsgård showing up, like, you obviously expect that he's going to be the crazy individual, but something about it was just like, oh, no, too soon for this, too soon for this. Uh, And jumping off of what you were saying earlier, Kellen, I think that he probably looked at the script and was just like, hey, this shit's going to be fun. Let's do this. And um, I think it's kind of really cool when you see um, when you see A-list actors uh, look at uh, become parts of movies like this and want to be a part of something uh, that they see the bigger picture of, you know, it was probably it, a quick was,
1: payday for him too.
3: a quick payday. But I feel like he had to have thought that this was going to be fun.
2: Yeah. You know? Well, he yeah. come on as executive producer, too. And I think he actually helped get this made. He was
3: executive producer.
2: He was one of three oh. executive producers, I believe. Okay,
3: yeah. I didn't do that deep of a dive in my IMDb. I didn't know that. <laughs> wow. <laughs> but no, no, I thought I was. Uh, I I was I was highly entertained even the second go around. So I watched it again on Sunday just to kind of see if there was like anything that I missed. And no, everything was still there, nipples and all. So. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yeah, like I said, it's one of those movies that just sticks with you. There's so many strong visuals and that, you know, sense of dread throughout the whole film. It just kind of burns into your memory. Which yeah. is a great well, what, job by the directors and the the actors.
3: Yeah. And uh well what I look for in horror movies typically is something I need something that's going to stick in my like you said stick in my head for weeks to come. I want to be afraid to go to my bonus room and sit in the dark <laughs> for fear that some Crazy individual is going to murder me. Like, I mean, I don't know why that's a good feeling to me, but I like feeling scared. And so, you know, I can honestly say, that if I cut all the lights out, I constantly look over my shoulder just to make sure that that um, that that thing is not there. So, but no, I, I got what I needed from it, and I, I thoroughly enjoyed the movie. Um, I'm not a big fan of like fast uh, flashbacks or or uh, what, what? What did you describe it as? Like a, a tone? like the, the way they changed the tone of the movie, um, unless it's done right. And I felt really good about the way that they did this and the way that they introduced Justin Long's character. Um, I love that they they painted him well as a douchebag. And, um, they really you know, did.
0: It, yeah, mm-hmm. and
3: to see him go back and forth with his humanity and for him to lean fully into being a douchebag and the end. <laughs>
0: so yeah he was the douchiest of the douchebags and and that's one of my favorite parts of the movie too is like his character arc because as we're watching it we're like oh okay he he's he's regretful for what he's done he's getting ready to change he's going to become the hero of the story which as we find yeah. out is not the
1: case like well and Kirk even then it's great it's great, great casting because you don't expect him to be that person. He doesn't look like he would be the the predator that he ends up being. You know, even yeah. even up until the point where it's you know officially known that yeah he did what he's being accused of, you think, no, there's no way. Well, Not I like Justin the way Long. that they
3: brought <laughs> you back and forth, back and forth, and back and forth with that. With like, is he going to be a good guy? Is he a good guy at heart? <laughs> Did he really do this or whatever? I liked the back and forth because I felt like, you know, great. I want you to mess with my brain as I'm still trying to figure out what the hell is going on in this movie. You know, will this guy get what he deserves or will he rise above and, and and, and you know, save this girl's life? You know, but no, I like the back and forth of that. That was just like a little, uh, it was like a little uh, uh, palate cleanser, you know, yeah. for the movie.
2: Yeah. And they kind of make you root for him, too. Kind of have this right. change and, and and realization up till the end when it's just too far gone to come back.
3: <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, it's True Color Show when he has the chance to be that guy, he decides to
3: not be that guy. <laughs> yeah, man, yeah. I was so pissed. I wanted to kick his ass. I was like, this motherfucker, seriously, come on now. He gonna drag her ass right off the top. And then, hey, but no, right before that, can I just skip to something else? <laughs> The guy that she, the old man, the uh, the homeless guy, or maybe he he had plenty of homes to choose from.
2: (laughs) 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 Right, and he he chose the water (laughs) tower. He could have squatted in any one of those
3: houses. (laughs) I didn't even think about that part. He could have lived anywhere (laughs) he wanted
2: to. He wasn't
1: that was. That was the most, that was the only part of the movie that was predictable, was when he said, Oh, she never comes out of that house. I was like, oh, he's I about know, to but die.
3: I, okay, <laughs> well, that's when it, but I know, okay, so yeah, so I, I love that. She comes through that wall like the
1: Kool Aid man.
3: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so right? I, was like, Shit. I knew it, but I. it was still a jump scare for me. Even and though then I rips his
2: going. arm off and beats him to death with it. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I love a good, I love a good beating with, with a limb.
2: Yeah, Well, that's 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 what I think is the third tone shift in this film. Like there's the obvious one from from when Skarsgård gets it and then shift right to Justin Long and telling his story. But then Mm -hmm. from the time that she rips that dude's arm off and then starts beating him with it and then she like does the Superman plunge to try and save (laughs) the main girl. (laughs) <laughs> uh, the, it just goes into almost like parody of itself. At that point, it's just like we're we're full on embracing the insanity of what's going on here. Now.
3: How does she get so strong? Do we know? Do we know? Did I she drinks one? her
2: own milk. Like
0: years of incest.
3: I yeah. mean, milk
2: does a body, body good. What if it's already <laughs> in your body?
3: Oh, no, but does it really? Though, but does it really? Was that body good? Though, I don't know. <laughs>
2: Well, if any, if this movie taught us anything about biology, it's that uh, continual <laughs> generations of incest breed superheroes.
3: There you go. Or it, villains.
2: That can't speak, <clears throat> but superheroes.
0: <laughs> what else do you think wow. about it? How many times have you, what, this was my, I think, third time watching it.
2: This was my third time watching it. I saw it once in the theater. And for all the people who have uh, followed us on the Church Horror Sanctum Facebook group, people know how I think about this film, because I think the biggest post I've done yet on the whole forum for since we started, like in May, uh, was last May, was about how awesome this movie was. Because when I first watched this, I think this came out in like late September-ish. Yeah. Uh, it was kind of just, just on the front end of like the october halloween film kind of that that whole season uh by that point in time i thought it was the best horror movie that had come out like in a couple of years really since covid and and i was singing its praises i've since watched it i watched it two days ago and i'd watched it like a few months back again on hbo max just to to see you know Sometimes when a film has that much of an impact on you the first time, but there is like a big tone shift kind of the middle, a lot of times they don't hold up to repeat viewings, especially when you know that you see the twist coming. This mm-hmm. film, every time, even though I know it's coming, it still hits you like a ton of bricks. It's like, even though no. I know it's coming, it still surprises me. It's still just as effective. And then that cut to black, Then you got Justin Long singing (laughs) on a sunny day going down in Hollywood on the back roads in the mountains and his little red uh, pretentious little uh, convertible. And everything's nice until he gets the call from his agent saying, "Uh, we just found out you raped this girl and it's about to hit the news and we're dropping you (laughs) as a talent. And you just lost your pilot. It's kind of like one of the worst calls ever in like two minutes to 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 get as a Hollywood actor. And they
3: drag you in. They drag you in. You actually get involved for a minute. I was so pissed when he called that chick. I was like, "Are you shitting me? Yeah. Why are you calling this girl? Yeah. Like, what do you think that's going to change?
2: Well, he was drunk. Yeah. Alcohol
3: and poor decisions. I know. (laughs) I mean, I've (laughs) I've been drunk. I was drunk yesterday. Um, Yeah. (laughs) So I mean. You know, and, and have made poor decisions in the past too. So I get it, but it's just like, you know, like I said, it was just back and forth where you're rooting for him, or then you're just like, go ahead and kill his ass or whatever. You know, well, even even the one... phone calls
1: are red herring. You know, he's calling and he's crying. Yeah. Like, I'm so, I'm sorry, I don't what did I do? Like he knew what he did. <laughs> he was yeah. just
3: drunk yeah. and losing Victim his life. Victim till the end. Victim till the end. Mm-hmm. Victim till you exactly. get called. Yep. Yeah.
2: And no, and okay. unfortunately, that's probably a lot more how the people like that especially in hollywood kind of come off as as the disarming all the things that we say about justin long is like he is the perfect character actor to play that part because he's so unassuming you could see he could probably convince some girl to do something she's probably not totally on board with and and then want to make her to be the bad guy after the fact, and him be the victim, kind of thing. And that happens all the time. And, and I just, the way they masterfully play with the back and forth. And, and should I root for this guy, or is this guy just as bad as the guy that's created this? I love that dichotomy. And, and the fact that it was both like, like the, a moral sexual sin whatever you want to say is the thing that kind of caused the trauma in this movie was the same mm. thing in justin long's uh half of the movie as it was the thing that created mother and all those mm. bad women and all those things and and I, I think the masterful kind of s- smash-up of those two storylines with the exact same theme kind of being the underpinning of that's the real horror, uh, it just gives you a, a glimpse of it from two totally different worlds and perspectives, but it's just as ugly at the end of the day.
3: Yeah. Okay.
2: That's an interesting that take,
3: deep, yeah. That's a deep dive. Okay, well, I didn't know how deep we were going to go. Can we <laughs> want to talk about these we want to talk about these cops
2: for a minute. Can we? Talk oh about yes, the cops? Les. Please talk about the cops. <laughs> and well, and this was also a social commentary. I mean, Detroit. Uh, anybody that knows about the area, really, since the recession and closing down of all the all the automotive industry, uh, it's it's been really hit very hard. Um, but yeah. Well what was your your opinion about the the cop situation? I don't feel like they would have been that passive. Uh, I think that's I probably the most
3: feel- realistic part of the movie. You think? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I don't feel but then I've also seen and heard situations that are similar. I was just really kind of pissed off. I was just like, "And what I was just like, "At what point did you decide that this woman was just a crackhead?" And she yeah. just was like, you know, what about her gave you that she was up to no good and she wasn't truly in need of help, you know? Um, I was just kind of weirded out, uh, not weirded out about it, but like annoyed by that whole notion too. And then also too, I feel like I can go, I feel like I can go into this direction. We're not going to go, we're not going to race drive this, 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 (laughs) but I have to jump on it because I'm black. So we're going to do that. What? (laughs) Listen, hold on. (laughs) Hold on for a moment here. Um, For the and I'm not saying that he should have taken care of her because of that. I'm saying what I'm saying is, coming from a perspective of seeing how some policemen treat others or whatever, um, you may not be aware of this or whatever. But sometimes within the black community, it has been noticed that black cops. Tend to be even harder, and actually, we've actually seen this in society here recently. We well, won't that, go that, into a yeah. That yeah, happened yeah. in Memphis not too long. Yeah, yeah, now. yeah. Take it harder on black uh, individuals because they want to, I guess, rise to the level of their white counterparts within the within the uh, within the department you know and they want to make sure that they're you know it just I'm, I might be going too far off the deep end there but it just kind of hit a nerve for me or whatever because it was just like he's not even like hearing her out like he doesn't even care the other guy didn't give a shit and yeah. it was clear that he didn't give a shit either so I was just like wow this is kind of ironic since this is, uh, this is you know kind of adjacent to some things that have you know actually happened recently
2: yeah yeah I'm glad you went there jaren because is it a dig? Is it a dig, I, I, dig? no? What I noticed I noticed that. No, I noticed that because they could have made the douchebag white cop be the guy that or they could just made it two white cops. Most most films yeah. probably would have, right? Yeah. Just to make them the douchey oh, you're not gonna believe the the black woman who who you know looks disheveled, that kind of thing. Right. That would have been the easy way out. But I think it was an intentional choice that they made the one who was doing all the communicating with her also the black officer and i think that i don't know exactly what they're going there i think some of what you're you're intimating at probably is in there
3: it's 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 common i'm not saying that every i don't want to go in here and say and then like all cops are bad or whatever i know that they're out there to do good but i'm just saying like there are there have been black cops out there that target black people so they can appear that i too do my job too and yes Screw
2: the blight. Yeah, you know, kind of elevates and, their status and, amongst their their and, fellow. Well, you could, I mean, I don't, I don't. There's a kind of way. I possibly.
1: don't claim to to know anything about anybody else's experience, but you could also look at it as more of stereotyping as well. You know, it may not even. I mean, it, if Justin Long runs out, it doesn't make sense for them to ignore him because obviously they, there's a good chance they would have recognized him. You know, white or not, he's a celebrity, so they may have seen his face and been like, "Oh, that's what's his face." But with her being disheveled, being panicked, sweaty in the area that she was, it was quick for them to just stereotype, oh, she's a crackhead. This is BS. So, I mean, at that point, I mean, there's obviously, you know, socially a race issue. But there's also, you know, it's a stereotyping thing. Like, they didn't take her seriously Mm. because they just looked at her and thought, oh, she's hot. She's obviously on something. There's no rational reason that this woman would look like this be in this area unless she was doing drugs yeah and they completely completely you know pushed her aside which ended up being good for us because we get the water tower scene at the end but you know the movie could have ended right there even if they would have just been like you know what we're taking you in, which i'm sure she would have been fine with as well because it gets her away from that situation but instead they just you know and you could you can blame it on society as well. Of, you know that that's kind of where we're at now, where everybody just takes everything at face value and doesn't care to be human <laughs> and look deeper. They just they're just like no, oh, crackhead, I'm out.
0: <laughs> people are shit. But, but what I think <laughs> was not masterfully it best, equal shit. Like, It's plain <laughs> and simple. Also, disheveled is such a great word. Both of you guys, use I do word. like
2: disheveled. <laughs> I like shovelled too, but disheveled is just a little. <laughs> um, but I but one thing sometimes one thing i want to say just before we lose that that thread though was i think it was a very intentional choice that they made her because she she was looking you know nice earlier that day she had a job interview and everything uh yeah. was in her nice clothes i think they and when she was in her nice clothes well, it's not even the same
1: day that's weeks later this is weeks of her being in that
2: well yeah in that cave well, yeah. but yeah, yeah, or, we don't we don't know how long she's in the cave, but yeah. she's in the same outfit essentially. So we got to see mm-hmm. her in her nice clothes coming back from the job interview, and that's when she makes the uh, the exact same uh, stereotyping judgment of the homeless gentleman who's coming oh. by to save her, oh. right? And she makes the same judgment call that then gets turned around on her. She's wearing the same clothes, except now she's been through some hard times, just like the homeless guy, I'm sure, has been. And now she has to see, and it's literally in front of the house in the exact same spot where she just stereotyped the guy. Now she has to go through the exact same process that she just went through. Only now she's been through the shit of it to understand the hardship and the hard times and setting it in that place in Detroit where in a neighborhood that's going to shit in the first place I, I'm i just saying there's a lot more there's a lot more masterful subtext going on and, and intentionality in that than what meets the eye
3: very nice very nice I love that Yeah, um, I like how you tie that together and there's a lot of judgment going on from scene one yeah, yeah. Yeah, (laughs) from the beginning, there's judgment throughout this whole movie. Well, it's almost just like interplay
2: with Bill Skarsgård too.
3: Yeah, because we as a
0: society, I think we're kind of programmed to not trust people, and when someone talks to me, I ignore them. Kellen can, uh, Kellen (laughs) can comment on that. Like we go to Bridgestone to the 300 seats, and someone's like, "Excuse me, sir," I keep walking. Of course, I can blame it on my hearing aids, hearing aids, but it's really just because I don't want to talk to him. But then they get Kellen's ear because he's a new, you know, I'm in Nashville, look at me going to this concert. And there's like, would you like to get your tickets upgraded for free? And then we get to the 100s, which is great. But
1: I'm just. I haven't given up on society like you have, Jay. I have a long time ago. (laughs) Long time ago. That
0: that ship has sailed for me. But, and and recent, I'm guilty of recency bias. Like if you heard our Terrifier 2 episode, I said that was probably my favorite horror movie of last year this is probably my favorite horror movie of last year after watching it again today because we see the trailer and we're like okay kennywise is trapping this girl in his basement and torturing her and raping her that's what this the trailer tells us is happening and we believe that we went in we all went into this movie thinking that's the plot and mm-hmm. that's us too like we're always trying to figure out who's the killer what's going to happen before the movie starts which is part of the reason I love this one is because it completely flips the script on us a few times. So we're like, Oh, okay. Scar's in the basement. He's waiting for, her. he's going to get her." And then boom, head smash. Like it's over. I absolutely love that because I like to be surprised. I'm not as surprised as I used to be now that I've seen so many movies, I watch so many things. I just don't get surprised that often And this movie really surprised me a few times. And it, it, that's why it's so fucking amazing. Um,
2: I think it's better every time I watch it. Honestly, I appreciate it uh, because then I can see some of the subtext and and see that oh no, that's not just a a cheap scare or a cheap tone shift or whatever. It all yep. actually does make sense the more you rewatch it.
0: Yeah, none of it was yeah. cheap, I thought none of it. And and Richard Brake does nothing really in this movie, but he is terrifying. He's a terrifying looking individual anyways um that's right he's great and that's just you know you see him what we see him maybe five minutes total maybe we understand what he's doing um he's you know this mother character is product of his raping women those women had babies they grew i assume they grew up and then
1: he raped them and it's just a vicious cycle of incest well and And his character plays to the stereotypes too you know he's clean cut nice neighbor nice house clean house clean nice car I mean he's a stereotype too nobody's gonna to expect him to be raping and murdering women and right. kids in his basement
2: there's so something I noticed about soccer. him though that I never noticed until this third watching is when he puts on that uh the coveralls to go in that lady's house and then you know set it up to where he can come in the window
3: outside yeah go ahead mm-hmm.
2: yeah his uh his name tag says Carlos
3: I yep Yep. And I wonder
0: if he was Carlos because he comes home with wearing that. His neighbor, which is the comedian, Kirk Braun, I think is his name. He's still wearing that jumpsuit and no one questions
3: it. Mm-hmm. But, well, I, 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 I fell into a stereotype rabbit hole and I was like, I was like, does this neighbor really, does he not see Carlos on his? On the- oh, so you <laughs> noticed top- it. Yeah. I noticed it too. And then I was yeah. just like, I was like, if anyone else sees them, sees him, or stereotype coming, are they going to think that he's a Carlos? Right. His well, name is Frank. Like, he's Frank in the film, but
0: for whatever reason, that's and like, he obviously stole it. But it just kind of struck me as weird that his neighbor didn't comment on that.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Like even yeah. the
0: jumpsuit, like you, you, you don't work for the plumbing or electric company, whichever one it was. Well, why
1: would you look at his name if you know him? He's your neighbor. You know what I'm saying, that's true. You
0: know, but but, the the like, jumpsuit. itself. Yeah.
3: So, might
0: have, but might Carlos, have in was, in,
3: Carlos was Carlos was in bright red, and then he wasn't he wasn't giving me Carlos vibes. No, I look
0: <laughs> at my fucking neighbors every day. I don't trust any of them. Like I'm checking I'm like what's he wearing today? Okay, <laughs> Yeah. but this is also there's a few movies like I don't know if you guys seen have seen The Rental? Yes, um, uh, the guy from The Bear, um, girlfriend community, but that's fantastic. But I've always had a suspicion of airbnbs anyways mm-hmm. <laughs> the rental helped me with that barbarian helps me with that more you think i don't check every room in that damn place when we stay somewhere yeah. like lift up rugs look for secret doors like that stuff probably does really
1: exist you know
2: probably i don't. know cameras
1: do
3: cameras
2: oh yeah well and they oh, get
1: robbed all the time that's a huge problem in the airbnb community Is once people realize they're airbnbs they just go then there's a uh story of a couple that was staying in an airbnb and somebody broke in and stole stuff while they were sleeping there wow there's several movies like that
0: like the rental is like that too there's there's cameras there there's another one called 13 cameras which kind of tells you guess how many cameras there are 13 do you know what the sequel's called anyone
2: 14 cameras 14 cameras cameras. (laughs) these are real movies
0: and they're creepy as shit because they feel real
2: well it's kind of like vacancy right with the hotel room
3: yeah um, oh, wait, what well, vacancy with, uh, what's his name? Uh, Luke
2: uh, uh, Wilson. Owen Wilson. Luke and, Wilson. Yeah. yeah.
3: But
0: okay, yeah. overall, um, this was a fantastic film just because it kept you guessing. You had no clue what was going on. You thought you did. And again, we, we we're predisposed to thinking Skarsgård is a villain because that's typically the character he plays. And even though he seems so genuine, it feels off. And I connect to that because like I said, like with killing, like I don't trust people. Like I, I, I just don't. And if someone's overly nice, I get very suspicious. I'm like you're too nice. Like you have ulterior motives. And he didn't, but we thought he did the whole time. Um, but fantastic film, um, highly recommend it. Um, before we wrap up, we'll get into our uh, favorite kills. Mine wasn't a kill. Um, but it's where, John, so we're sitting there half-assed rooting for Justin Long at the end, and he has an opportunity to get away. All he has to do is sacrifice tests. So he grabs her by the head. He's like, I can get away and fucking chucks her off. Like off the (laughs) water tower to save himself. And although she didn't die from that, that's my favorite kill, just because he thought she was going to die. And just seeing his tone shift again, where we thought he had actually changed, we should know better. People don't change. And he just chucks her off that. I absolutely love that scene because that shows you that there were several monsters in this film and he was one of them. Um, If it wasn't for that, it would probably be Skarsgård getting his head smashed in just because we didn't see that coming at all. And it came so fast and it was so brutal. Um, But the almost kill is probably my favorite of this film. Jaren, which one did you like the most?
3: It's a tie for me, Skarsgård's head. I love a good head smashing and that was that was shocking and great and gruesome and i i loved it i loved it i loved it just as much as i love uh that old man getting beat with his own limb i love that <laughs> <laughs> and, and the removal of it all like yeah both of those yeah I mean, that's a tie between those two definitely even though i knew it was coming i still got the jump scare that was needed and um I was happy. Yeah, and what, if, what is it
0: like about people crawling that's so damn creepy too? Like you, <laughs> right. Like I, I I I don't know what it is. Like I keep like in my my little viewer here, I keep waiting for somebody to crawl up these stairs. But something about that's so creepy, and that adds to that kill because again, we still think he's kind of
3: the bad guy, and he comes crawling out like, oh shit, run, girl! No, nope, he's no, going to there's definitely something creepy about a crawl, even if it, if it, if it's the the killer crawling, or if it's someone trying to get away crawling. Uh, uh, Jamie Lee Curtis in Halloween too,
0: yeah. And yeah, she
3: yeah. Her trying to get away and and could barely walk or whatever. That will stay with me forever. So yeah, yeah, yeah. There's something creepy about crawling. Well, that's crawling. the whole thing what about the that? the
2: Ring girl. The Ring girls all creepy crawly. Yeah.
3: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: All
2: right, TJ, what was your favorite kill? I mean, I I I agree with Jaron a, a lot because it's it's hard to it's hard to pick between those two because I, I was more surprised by Skarsgard's you know head getting smashed in by this monster thing you don't even <laughs> you you don't see until that moment. Uh I think I prefer just just wins out by a hair the the ripping the guy's arm off and beating him with it. I even though that was less surprising, it was more it was more enjoyable just from the. absurdity. Did you giggle a little bit? Did I did giggle, giggle a little a bit? bit. I'm like, okay, now now we're just throwing all rules out the window and we can do whatever we want to do here. No nobody's safe, and this is you can't kill this thing apparently until they say the end and we're just going to see where it goes.
1: <laughs> kill him. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, obviously the, the surprise factor of the scars guard, um, getting his head bashed in, you know, it comes out of left field. You absolutely don't expect that to happen. Um, but I'd sit here talking and, and getting into the nuances of the film and the, the, um, you know, how deep it really goes it it's fascinating at the end if you think about it so the monster in the film is kind of a sympathetic monster she's a product of her environment she's not evil for evil's sake like the other characters are like justin long's character or um i think it was named what keith (laughs) the guy that created her whatever his name was frank frank yeah frank you know they're the real monsters of the film you know even though the monster the mother is you know the one killing people but she's just a product so at the end when you have you know justin long throwing tess off the tower and she jumps after her not she does not go after justin long she goes after her to save her like she just wants to be a mother and so you know at the end when she basically rips justin's long head justin long's head in half it's such a satisfying death because, you know, the the root monster of the film, the root monsters of the film have died at that point. It's, it's a satisfying death, but her death is bittersweet because she just she looks at Tess and she's just like, baby, like she wants to just be her mother. So when she blasts her with the with the gun at the end, you know, it's kind of bittersweet. Yeah. So I really like that combination of deaths as one because it's, you know, the monster's dead. But you're kind of, it's almost like, you know, it's good that she's dead because she doesn't belong to this world. Um, but, you know, before she goes, she really gives it to Justin. <laughs> the and the eye gouge. I hate, the, I hate yes. it. I hate it. That was the only part of the movie where I winced because <laughs> I hate I hate anything being near my eyes. I can't use eye drops without looking like an idiot.
2: Oh, I can't um, either. Yeah, that's why it's I, like I have to I have to
1: close my eye and put it in the corner and open mm-hmm. it and kind of shake so, my head around because I just hate I was, anything big in my eye.
3: <laughs> I was considering the eye gouge too, but like I've seen better eye gouges.
1: Yeah. Oh, Lu- Game, Lu- of, Lu- Lucio Game of fans. Thrones is probably one of the best in the history of. of mm.
2: film well, and Lu- television. Lucio Fulci has a few really great a eye gouge. Guys. Oh yeah. I got one. This like is, a is
0: piece of wood, like a big splinter. Oh yeah, that one.
2: Oh, and and then Kill Bill.
3: Yeah. Kill Bill so this is going to be my 2 a.m. This is going to be my 2 a.m. rabbit hole. YouTube rabbit hole tonight. I gouges.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Worth it. Also, killing you stole my last point. I was going to say, like E-E. we call her the monster, but she really didn't know any better. She was doing what those weird-ass videotapes taught her. Like, Why is that the only videotape that she has um, besides this, I guess, sex tape and snuff films? But she was very sympathetic because she didn't know what she was doing. She was just doing what was in her DNA. Did you
2: notice? Bad that was- DNA. That when Frank was buying uh, diapers and pla- and like who who doesn't who doesn't flag like as a store clerk, <laughs> oh, you know most of us having worked in retail at some point in time as a store clerk when when a dude that says he doesn't have a kid yet is buying like diapers and <laughs> and plastic Orps. plastic tarps and then. She she hands him the VHS uh that that the, the yes. they play. Yeah. Apparently they're just selling VHS how to how that's to was, Carlos feed is a trustworthy gentleman. At. I
3: saw that too. I was like I was like, well, that's convenient. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, that wasn't in, that
2: learn. wasn't in the entertainment section. That was in the weird Plastic tarp and VHS. You got to go behind VHS. the curtain to get that one. Yeah,
3: and do I have to watch it again to look at the shelf? Because was, was the shelf not kind of full of them? I have to look It, at was,
2: it was. It was. It's full of them. <laughs> yeah.
3: Like
0: we I also, don't know we what that's. Even talk is. about the the nasty ass milk stuff, but
2: oh yeah, just watch well, it
0: yourself and and, uh, and you'll understand. Um, still, so not so as as as, star,
1: still not as creepy as the Star Wars milk.
0: I was
2: about now. to say, mm-hmm. what's the grosser the the weird <laughs> space goat blue milk right. of, of luke skywalker or the the mother milk definitely
3: skywalker all right let's Ugh.
0: uh let's fire off our rankings real quick um you know honestly it's a, it's rewatchable it's a movie i want to share which i, I did with kellen i tried to make Lindsay watch it and she's like no um, <laughs> She got like a little. She got maybe fifteen minutes in, but too stressful for her. It, it it's definitely stress riddled. Uh, it it changes. It it holds your attention. It surprises you. Uh, so I give it five out of five for me, Kellen.
1: Uh, yeah, I mean everything you said is true. It's it's suspenseful. It's it's gory. It's violent. It's thought provoking. I mean it, it checks literally all the boxes of a horror suspense movie. Um acting's great, this the the cinematography is great, the way they build everything. So yeah, I I, I give it a solid four,
2: four out of five. TJ Man, this is one of the few films that every time I watch it, I think more highly of it. Um, and I can't say that about most films in general, especially horror films, usually it kind of degenerates a little bit up to a point after you kind of know how the sausage is made kind of thing. But this film, man, I'm going to give it a solid 4.5 out of 5, and I don't give very many things that, or the 5. I still have to reserve my God tier for things like John Carpenter's Halloween. But, yeah. I mean, you could you could convince me if I watch it a couple more times to maybe get it to 5, but I, I do think it is the best uh, horror film of 2022, and probably of the COVID era up until its release in 2022, Uh and I don't say that lightly. I will also. Well, the
0: Invisible Man? Did the Invisible Man come out before that? It
2: come out right before, right. right before. So yeah. I don't count it. I don't count it. That would be oh spooky be down there. Yeah. Dylan's getting
0: spooky with it. Ooh, it right. Spooky All right,
3: Jan, what would you give it? I'm giving it a four uh same here i can't just give away fives for nothing you know i thought it was great i teetered on a 4.5 um i knew that i loved the movie when i was actually able to watch it all the way through again and still enjoy it the same um uh it's going to be one of those movies that i definitely want to that i will only watch again is if i'm showing people you know there you have those movies in your back pocket too where you're just like have you seen this well, watch things. So you want to mind. just yes, and you want to sit and watch their reaction the whole time as yeah. <laughs> the movie. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, yeah I'm watching I'm gonna, the people I'm, I'm
0: watching it with. Like when when I it, try to show somebody something, like even Lindsay, like I'm just kind of like kind of side eye yes. to see, you know. Of course, her taste and my taste are But yeah, I, I love I love showing people stuff like this that 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 I'm excited about. Um, so we'll yeah. give that a solid four and a half out of five
2: oh, but before we wrap up though i'm surprised we didn't talk at all about uh mother being played by a dude i mean you could, could I, even it, know that. I
3: thought i was wondering but i didn't want to assume and i didn't even look at the credits yeah was it, was it, to to... It, was it was a guy it.
2: it was a guy that was uh because the director of this film was one of the uh kind of sketch comedy actors on this show called the whitest kids you know and it was another one of the cast members from the whitest kids you know
3: good that show good. that was fun. great show that was, that was a good show all right
0: um so that's going to do it for this episode um be sure to follow us on instagram subscribe on youtube subscribe wherever you're listening to this podcast now uh, and share us with your friends we would appreciate that jaren we appreciate you coming on. I'm sure this will not be the last time we have you. I had a great time. Thank you. Um, so that's going to be it for us here. We'll see you next week when we talk to, uh, is it CMS? I always get her names re- reversed, but uh, we're going to be talking to Catherine Mary Stewart, who you know from Night of the Comet, uh, Last Starfighter Weekend at Bernie's, the Apple, many, many more. Uh, that was a lot of fun. So uh, come back for that one next week. Uh, so. That's a wrap. I'm Jay with Jaron, Kellen, and TJ. And until next time,
2: keep it spooky.